Myron feared that she might go into labor right here in his recently refurbished office. Susie, she stopped. Their eyes met. Tell me, he said. You remember when we first met? I was a mess, wasn't I? Myron put his palms toward the ceiling. You were eighteen. Seventeen. Quick memory flash of Susie in the sun. Blonde hair and a ponytail, a wicked grin on her face, her forehand whipping the ball as though it had offended her. You just turned pro, you were supposed to beat legends right away. Your parents redefined pushy. It's a miracle you stayed upright. Good point. So what's wrong? (sighs) Life is good, you know. Her voice was soft now, wistful. After all the years when I was a mess, I found Lex. His music has never been better. The tennis academy is doing great, and, well, it's just all so good now. I put the demons to rest. Lex and I couldn't be more ready to have the baby. I want those demons to stay away. Myron sat up. You're not using again. God, no. Not that kind of demon. Lex and I are done with that. Lex Ryder, Susie's husband, was one half of the legendary band duo known as Horsepower, the much lesser half, to be frank, to the supernaturally charismatic frontman Gabriel Wire. What kind of demons, then? Susie reached into her purse. She plucked out something that from across the desk looked as though it might be a photograph. She stared at it for a moment and then passed it to Myron. He took a quick glance and again tried to wait her out. Finally, just to say something, he went with the obvious. This is your baby sonogram. Yep. Twenty-eight weeks old. More silence. Again, Myron broke it. Is there something wrong with the baby? Nothing. He's perfect. He? Susie T. smiled now. Gonna have my own little man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, one of the reasons I'm here. Lex and I have been talking about it. We both want you to be the godfather. Me? Yep. Myron said nothing. Well? Now it was Myron who had wet eyes. Uh, I'd be honored. Are you crying? Myron said nothing. You're such a girl, she said. What's wrong, Susie? Maybe nothing. Then, I think someone is out to destroy me. Myron kept his eyes on the sonogram. How? And then she showed him. She showed him two words that would echo dully in his heart for a very long time. An hour later, Windsor Horn Lockwood III, known to those who fear him, and that was pretty much everyone, as Wynn, swaggered into Myron's office. Susie T. just stopped by, Myron said. Wynn nodded, jaw jutted. I saw her on the way out. She has a problem, Myron said. Wynne leaned back, crossed his legs with his customary coiled ease. Explain. Myron spun his computer monitor so Wynne could see. An hour ago, Susie T. had done something similar. Wynne squinted at the screen and reached into his inside breast pocket. He plucked out a pair of reading glasses. Is this a Facebook page? Wynne asked. Yes. Susie said she uses it to promote her tennis academy. Wynne leaned a little closer. Is that her sonogram? Yes. How does a sonogram promote her tennis academy? That's what I asked. She said you need the personal touch. People don't just want to read self-promotion. Wynne frowned. 
So she posts a sonogram of a fetus? Check out the picture comments, Myron said. Wynne did. Myron waited. He'd pretty much memorized the page. There were, he knew, twenty-six comments in all, mostly various good wishes. Susie's mother, the aging poster child for evil stage, tennis mom, for example, had written, I'm going to be a grandma, everyone, yay. Someone named Amy said, aw, cute. Wynne's facial expressions rarely changed. But a few seconds later, Myron saw something darken in his old friend's eyes. Wynne looked up. Myron nodded, because now Myron knew that Wynne had found the two words. They were there at the bottom of the page. The two words were in a comment made by Abiona S., a name that meant nothing to him. The profile picture was some sort of symbol, maybe Chinese lettering. And there, all in caps, no punctuation, were the two simple...